Two days ago, we buried in Los Angeles an almost 95-year-old Estonian woman who had lived in California for the last 60 years. Before that, she had lived for 10 years in Toronto, Canada, where she arrived as a 20-year-old young lady after about five years in a refugee camp in Germany. Ellen, that was her name, came from a wealthy family. Her father owned a coffee and coffee machine export company. One of her two uncles was a partner in the radio and car business, and the other uncle was a high-ranking military officer of the Republic of Estonia. You can guess what happened to them when the Soviet Union invaded Estonia in 1940. Both Ellen's uncles and father were arrested. The uncles were executed in different prison camps in Russia in 1942. It is not known what happened to the father. He was probably killed as well. When he was arrested in January 1941, Ellen was 12 years old. A few months later, her mother was also arrested and accused of espionage, even though she was an ordinary housewife. In the summer of 1942, around Ellen's 14th birthday, her mother was shot. In the fall of 1944, Ellen initially fled from the incoming Red Army to Austria and then to Germany. In February 1945, she was in Dresden, where she volunteered as nurse to help those trapped under houses destroyed by the bombing of the city. She stayed in a refugee camp in Germany for about five years, then managed to get first to Canada and then to America. Now with her own family, her husband and three sons. I got to know her about seven years ago. She was a sweet, warm and cheerful lady who knew how to be grateful for every little blessing that was given to her and never complained. Here in America, she first worked as a seamstress and later as a salesperson in a fine clothing store, regularly being named Employee of the Month. Her greatest devotion and love was, of course, raising her three sons, while her home was always open to other people as well especially the children she welcomed as her own, always feeding them well and checking their homework. 
she didn't check my homework, but I was treated with a delicious meal every time I went to see her. Ellen was a faithful person who had been brought up in the Christian faith and never doubted it. Not even when she had to go through all the terrible sufferings I have just spoken of. Her sons told me that when they were children, their mother taught them, among other things, that even the evil and injustice that is done to us can become a blessing to us if we do not let it break and corrupt us, but always remain honest and fair, if we do not respond to evil with evil, but try to overcome it with love. Can you believe that someone who, as a young girl, almost as a child, lost her entire family, her most beloved ones, through the violence of an aggressor, nevertheless had the strength to live her life guided only by pure, uncorrupted thoughts, justice and love. How was she able to live like this? Where did she find the strength, hope and will to do this? Do you know that today's gospel directly answers this very question? Jesus says, When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. There are three important points here. First, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, comes and testifies of Jesus. Secondly, in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus' disciples also bear witness of him. And thirdly, Jesus keeps his disciples so that they should not be offended. The testimony of the Holy Spirit is that God has given his only begotten Son, who became man for us, suffered and died for us, redeemed us with his holy and precious blood, and reconciled us to God. Through Jesus, we have become children of God and have the hope of eternal life and happiness. The Holy Spirit calls and enlightens us, gives us faith and love, and helps us to live a new and holy life in the image and likeness of God. This is the witness we must give of Jesus, a new and holy life in the image and likeness of God. Our lives 
must not be determined or directed by the evil around us or the injustice done to us, but by the love of God by which we are created and redeemed. I come back to the Estonian lady, Ellen, whom I spoke about at the beginning of the sermon. I am absolutely convinced that she would never have allowed herself to hate those who killed her parents and ruined her life. In fact, it is not correct to say that they ruined her life because she didn't let them ruin it. Just like she didn't let them destroy her soul, in her heart she always knew what was good and right, and she didn't let anyone take that knowledge away from her, not even those who took her mother, father, and country from her. This is the testimony we must all give if we are to be disciples of Christ and children of our Father in heaven. Apostle St. Peter says in his first epistle, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did not sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bear our sins, in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. The Holy Spirit, who quickens our dead bodies, empowers us to bear such, such a witness. We could not do it by ourselves, but in his power, we certainly can, if we only want to and are ready to deny ourselves and take up our cross with Christ. If you remember, there was a man who helped Christ carry his cross, Simon of Cyrene. He was a bystander who was forced by the Roman soldiers to do this favor, so to speak, for Jesus. Of course, the Roman soldiers didn't care about Jesus. They were only interested in getting their day's work done as quickly as possible. For Simon, however, that day was the greatest blessing in his entire life. The tradition of the church tells us that he became a Christian who from then on bore witness to Christ with his whole life and finally 
inherited the glory of eternal life. The cross of Christ is a blessing to us all, even when we have to carry it with him. It is indisputably clear that we must bear the cross with him, because the scriptures say so repeatedly. If we do it in faith, hope, and love, we can be sure that Jesus will keep us as he has promised, so that we should not be offended. Jesus says, Be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. If we do not allow evil and injustice to destroy our souls, if we always entrust ourselves to God's grace and follow the example of Christ, bearing witness to him in the power of the Holy Spirit, then we have nothing to fear. If the world were to take everything from us, but we have God and his love, then we have lost, lost nothing. And then, using the words of the Apostle Peter, God is glorified in all things through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.